Hi everybody, I hope everyone's having a wonderful day. My name is Steven Acevedo, Steve is fine, and this is your body, your mind on this journey called life, where we're going to talk about different things, explore different topics, just kind of, we're going to learn together, teach together, and yes, that's correct, I said teach together, we'll learn from you, you will learn from me, we will learn together, different topics, and explore different things, and we're going to grow together. This is a show where you and I will explore different ideas and see where it takes us, opinions, I'm an expert in mine, and that's one of my bios, expert in my opinion, and I reserve the right to change it at any time because I'm evolving and growing every day, as you should be too. So I said my name, for example, let's do this little test here. I said my name is Steven Acevedo. Steve is fine. When I said Steve is fine, some of you drew a picture in your mind of a handsome person behind this microphone, and you would be correct. Some of you said, oh, he goes by Steve, and you will also be correct. You both are right. But why did I not say I go by Steve? Answer, just to kind of play a little game of your mind, to see what your mind painted. What picture did your mind paint? Or what did you understand when I said that? And that's what I want to explore with you, different things like that, and that's your mind part. How does it work? How does it determine and change the way we see things? You've heard the expression, half full, half empty. Yeah, that's all perspective. But we'll touch on those things as we go on this journey. You know, maybe not today, but down the line, one of those things we'll touch. We'll make a way that we could communicate, ask me questions, and we could explore those ideas together. Let me tell you a little bit about myself so you know who's talking with you. Like I said a minute ago, I am an expert in my opinion, but a little bit of background so you know who's behind this mic, the voice, talking with you, learning together. I grew up in New York City. I was a single kid in a single parent household, but I also experienced being a middle kid in a two-family household. I had the rich life of experience both parts of those things, from a single mom raising a kid in the city to being the middle kid in the, in the country with my godparents. I'm very grateful and fortunate to have experienced both those things. But those things form my opinion, bring perspective. So when we're talking, I know what it is to be a you know, have no siblings. But I also know what it means to be the middle one, getting picked on and being the one who picks on the younger one. I get it. I also had chores with them and a wonderful life. So I enjoyed that, and I'm going to share a lot of those things with you so we could explore those things together. I've had many careers, from truck driving to restaurant management to owning several businesses in my lifetime. I currently own Aces Defense. It's a firearms training school. I've been training firearms since 99, so over 20 years, but I've been training in a, in a special way or a particular way. I've been learning how to fight with these tools, and these are tools that save lives, and some of you might not agree, and that's okay. We could disagree, but we could respect each other as we agree or disagree. I see them as tools that save lives in the right people's hands, and that's who I teach, the right people, how to use this tool, first off, to be a safe firearms owner, and secondly, how to use it to save yourself and uh, the innocence around you. See, in an emergency, whatever that might be, you will always be your first responder. So I am a professional firearms instructor that teaches people first to be a safe gun owner, and then secondly, how to be a self-defender. But that's not all I am. I also have a gym, Aces Big Guns Fitness, where we operate 24-7, it's open 24 hours a day, 
where you can go and uh, get your workout done at 2 in the morning, 3 in the afternoon, whatever your schedule allows. Why is that important? Because we want you to be able to get out there and move more, uh, get some exercise done, whatever that means to you. That means go for a walk on a treadmill or lift some weights or get on the machines, however, whatever. But the goal is to make you healthy. I'll facilitate a place for you to go when your schedule allows so you can work out. So that's Aces Big Guns Fitness, 24-hour gym we have in Pomfret. And then one of my favorite parts of this facility, we call it Aces Defense 360. The reason we call it that is 360 is the campus that houses Aces Defense to school. It also has Aces Defense the shop, Aces Big Guns Fitness, the gym, and then 360, which is the garden. I call it the garden. I was talking to Matt, a colleague over here, and explaining what that means. There's a Chinese proverb that says, it's better to be a warrior in a garden versus a gardener in a war. Let's unpackage that for just a minute. What does that mean? I'd rather have the skills necessary to defend myself and my family and not have to use them and enjoy life gardening versus being a gardener faced with life's challenges and not have the skills to protect myself and preserve life. So we train jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We have kickboxing, boxing, and other fitness classes happening in that room. One of my favorite rooms because I see people go in there ordinary and come out warriors, people prepared to protect themselves. And not just physically, but mentally. We build good, well-balanced human beings, warriors in this room. So I'm very proud to say I started ACES Defense, which now has evolved to ACES Defense 360, a full facet campus that encompasses every part of it, from building better humans, meaning better characters, people who don't allow people to bully them. I'm talking about our kids. Send them there so they can learn how to be self-defenders and not be bullied or bully-proof, as we like to call it. But that translates to adults, where you can tell someone, stop, I don't like that, and it's okay because you are in control of your life, your body, your mind. You should not be a victim waiting to happen. So visit one of us there at ACES Defense 360. See where you fit in. And I'll tell you, there's something there for you. Go there and empower yourself to be your own first responder, your own self-defender. And so that's what I do now. And But more importantly than that, imagine that, something more important than that, I build community. I build people. I have a like-minded people who are learning these skills so they can help each other. Because as strong as you think you are, or I could take care of my house and this and the other thing, you still need your community. And that's what we're really building. A community where we get like-minded people, ideas, and, and have these conversations and learn these skills together on the mat, in the range, in the classroom, wherever it may be, so we can be well-balanced and not have to worry about what life brings to us. You remember a few years ago, you know, we were in lockdown, this virus. People were getting really nasty with each other over toilet paper. Can you imagine that? People were pushing grandma at the grocery store to take her TP out of her shopping cart. Meanwhile, I didn't have a cachet of toilet paper, but I wasn't worried about that. I know what matters. Life matters. So as soon as that there was a run on toilet paper, what did I do? I went online, ordered some bidets, 
retrofitted my house a little bit, I had a plan B. What I didn't go is go and be nasty to my neighbor over toilet paper. We have to be better humans. How do you do that? By being prepared. So you don't have to react to everything that happens to you. You have an answer for most of the problems. At least you practice something. You could work on the stress and problem solve. And problem solving together is always better than by yourself. You need people, smart people to boot. So that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the smart people who want to dialogue and explore these ideas so we can prepare ourselves, you know, not to be afraid of life but to embrace life in every beautiful colors it has in it. From the good times to not so good times to everything in between. Every experience is an opportunity to learn something, to grow from it. Because if you don't learn something, you're doomed to do it again and again. Don't be that person who says, you know, life is this and life is that because it always happens to me. The minute you grab it by the horns, you can make it happen. Whatever you want to happen in your life can happen but you have to choose it and that's what we're going to explore so i started off with this rant about my bio who am i and who's talking with you and the things we want to explore but if you can tell my passion is in people empowering people building people to be empowered for themselves so they don't have to rely on other folks or the government will help me i'm not anti-government i just need smaller government i'm not political but i'm political meaning you i we the people we're in charge of our country but we have to embrace that and act responsibly and accordingly things that we'll discover and we'll talk about so you know what your role is as a person but as a person in charge of this country because that's right you i said it you i we the people are in charge we're going to explore that together on this journey called life i welcome you to email me i'll make an email available to you soon enough so we can talk and then uh, i'll get on here live so you could call in and we could have these discussions and i'll invite some of you guys in so we can have these discussions on air and enrich my life with the conversation and hopefully enrich yours on this journey it's going to be a lot of fun my name is steve formerly known as steven acevedo no jokingly i'm still steve acevedo but call me steve it's just easier for me and you i also know what it is to be have your name massacred your whole life (laughs) i've done that and to finish my bio i ran on a little rant a little bit but that's okay that's who i am my brain says who old ball and there i go but I'm very honest with my conversation. I'm very open. I'm a very private person, but I'm a very open educator, meaning I'm willing to learn and experience and teach and share. And just to wrap up my bio, like I said a minute ago, I am the first American born in my family. That doesn't mean I'm the first American, right? And there's something to that, and we could explore that later because everybody has different opinions on that. But I love this country. It's the melting pot of the world. And yes, my mom is the first American in my family. Actually, my aunt is. She passed away a year or two ago. She was elderly and lived a wonderful life here in Florida. So she was first, brought my mom, second American. and then. But I was the first American born in my family. So it's pretty neat. So I could see both sides of the fence. I'm telling you, it's a rich life. And let's get together and uh, enjoy this journey. Your body. Hmm, Interesting. That is the vehicle that carries your mind, your soul, however you believe it. But we neglect it. I once heard a conversation, Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest men on the planet, what do they call him, the Oracle of Omaha. 
Warren Buffett, really smart guy. He was talking to some high school kids one time. I kind of watched the video listening in because smart men say smart things sometimes, right? So listen and you might learn something. So here we are, we're listening to this video of him talking to high school kids. And he said to the high schoolers, I'm going to buy you guys a car. You get to pick it. But these are the rules. Whatever car you want, I will buy it for you. But this is the car you will have for the rest of your life. You can't buy another car. You can't change this car. It's the one and only. Some of you guys are saying, yes, I'm going to pick a fancy one, an expensive one, a basic one. You know, and think about it. If you get a two-seater and one day you have a family, they won't fit in it. If you get a, you know, a station wagon, no one knows what those are anymore. We call them SUVs today, but back in my day, they were called station wagons, and they weren't as cool. So he goes on and tells his kids, pick your car wisely because it's the only one you'll have. And if it's broken, you have to fix it because it's the only one you'll ever have. And then so some kids say, I'll pick this and I'll pick that. And they give their reasons why they picked it because this one's fast and this one's sporty and this one's, you know, shiny or what have you. And he's listening and he goes, good. And you'll take care of this one car you have for the rest of your life. He goes, and the kids go, yes, of course, because it's the only one I'll have forever. And he goes, that's funny because you will spend a lot of time and effort polishing the car, taking care of the car, changing the oil, doing the maintenance on the car. But then you'll go right off and go eat some junk food. The moral of the story is I don't think he bought anyone cars. But what he was telling these kids was you have to take care of your body. It's the one and only you'll have. For better or for worse, it's it. So you need to take care of it because it has to last you your entire life. You can't change it. You can't pick another one, I should say. You can change it. You can improve it or you can ruin it. But you can't pick a different one. Your body, that's it. That's the one you have. So you should take care of it. And I learned that from Warren Buffett, a financial guy, right? I learned about how to take care of your body because it's the only one you have. So let's think about it, right? So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to put a big fat mirror right in front of you. And maybe I should have said a big mirror in front of you because <laughs> I'm being honest. And I'm talking to you, but I'm really talking to me. And I look in the mirror, what do I see? I see the perfect version of me that could be improved. And so when you look in the mirror, you should see the perfect version of you that can be improved. And I know it's kind of like a, a negative, right? Uh, what do they call it? Oxymoron? Because I said perfect version of you that can be improved. What I mean by that is that the person looking back at you is you. And you are the perfect version of you. There's nothing wrong with you. But you could always be better. But you have to want to get better. You have to choose to get better. You have to decide to get better, right? And so let's think about things that we do that hurts our body. I'm guilty of this. I don't sleep enough. We should rest eight hours on average. Some of us could get away with six. Some of us need eight. Some of us need more. But we should give our body the time it needs to rest, to recover from whatever that day's stresses and challenges it faces. And when I say stresses, I don't just mean mental stress. I mean physical stress, you know. From carrying the, your baby on your hip to lugging logs to going early to the meetings and have the, the reports done, whatever that stress on your body is, it's stress. And you have to recover from it. You need to let your body recover. And so do we rest enough? Ask yourself that. You don't have to tell me. 
This is a challenge for you to ask you, the person looking back in that mirror we just put up. Do you rest enough? Be honest. Yeah, you want to watch the extra show. This is the quiet time. The kids are asleep and you want to stay up a little late to watch your favorite show. Yeah, at, at what are you willing to pay to watch the extra show? Taking time off your life or the quality of life? That matters. And so I'm guilty of that. You know, sometimes I, I like to think when it's quiet and get in my own head and my own body and my mind. But the problem with that is I sacrifice rest. The older I'm getting, the more I can feel it. Right? When you're in your 20s and your teens, you could go on forever. You go on you know, three days without sleeping, right? Road trip, let's do it. Drive 24 hours to you, you name the destination. It's fun. It's energetic with your friends and all that, yeah? But that stuff, you pay a price. You might not feel it right away, but you pay a price. What else do we do that's not healthy? We throw food down our throat that we shouldn't. Like we go through a drive through and buy the quickie thing and stick it down our throats when we should take an extra minute or two, maybe prepare something for ourselves. And I'm not against restaurants. Let me tell you, I like restaurants like everybody else. Even fast food is one of my guilty pleasures. I stay away from it because I know it's not good for me. But yeah, it's a comfort food for me as a kid. There was a Burger King around the corner. And back then, I remember cheeseburgers were like 50 cents. And this, I'm dating myself, we're talking in the 80s. But uh, that was my allowance, right, when I was going to school. You know, I got like a dollar a day or something like that just to go to school for lunch money or whatever. And uh, I remember every other day I would go get a cheeseburger and fries. It was like a dollar five. But anyway, shouldn't eat that stuff. I enjoy it. Don't hear me wrong. But is it good for me? Probably not. So I kind of stay away from it. I have to make the conscious decision. So look, ask yourself, do you get that extra ice something with the extra extras and this and that and the other thing? Yeah, it gives you two minutes of mouth pleasure, right? You enjoy it when it touches your lips and in your mouth and dopamines that hit your body because of sugar rush and all that stuff. But long term, is it good for you? That's the question. So maybe we should not get the extra extra or the extra large and supersize that. Again, I'm not preaching to you. I'm just talking because I'm really talking to me. So consider that as an important thing. Some people... Like, for instance, I, I've, like I said a little while ago, I'm a firearms instructor. But that means I've taken a lot of classes on how to defend my body, my life from a threat, external threat, and to defend other people. So preservation of life. But in these training classes throughout the years, you know, since 99 I've been training, I go to, I fly around the planet to train. I see people learning how to defend their life and protect other people's life and then go out and smoke on the brakes and they're actively killing themselves and again I'm not criticizing or pointing a finger at you I'm just asking you to ask yourself is that helping you and and this is a, a guy who whose mom is a lifelong smoker right and she still smokes very little but she still does and I was like mom that's killing you you know you're actively engaging in your own demise killing yourself and so should we smoke probably not i'm not here to tell you should or shouldn't i'm asking you is it doing you any good i just came from costa rica a little side note and i, I saw a cigarette packet here in in our country here u.s we have warning labels this product may cause cancer whatever however whatever it says it's it's the law over there they had pictures of people with 
mouth cancer, if you will, with the different things happening. In very graphic pictures, I'm trying to let your imagination paint the picture, but they were right on the carton of this thing that will cause that, and people still buy it. And I get it, addiction is addiction, and we have to kind of want to quit and do that. And I'm not telling you to quit. I'm telling you, ask yourself, how is this preserving your life? How is this improving your life? I want you to be around for your grandkids and your great-grandkids, but I don't want you to just be around and be pushed around in a chair. I want you to be active and play with them. Throw the Frisbee, throw the ball, or let them show you the cartwheel out in the yard because you could go out there under your own power to go see your grandbabies enjoying the grass under their feet as they're taking their first steps and you're laughing with them. That's what I'm talking about, a quality of life that I want you to have. But you got to want it for you, right? And if you want it for you, then you can improve your situation. But if you don't want it for you, I can't want it for you. You have to want it for you. And again, this is just something we're going to explore together, different topics as we go along. But I'm just challenging you today, look in the mirror. Is that person looking back at you, doing everything they can do to give your vehicle, the vehicle that carries you, healthy? Is it keeping it strong? We say at our gym over there, be strong, be healthy, be a warrior. And we really mean it. I want to be able to tie my shoes 50 years from now. I want to be able to go to the bathroom by myself 50 years from now. But how do I do that? I have to start today. I have to do the things today that will allow me to be the person who could take care of myself 50 years from now. Because if I don't start today, 25 years from now, it'll be too late. I'll be behind the eight ball. I mean, I can improve my situation 25 years from now, today, tomorrow, whenever. If you decide, you can always get better, but you have to decide. And so I'm telling you or asking you, look in the mirror at the person looking back at you. Challenge that person. Say, what have you done today to make yourself healthy, stronger? Have you made better choices in what you eat or put in your body? Not judging. Not judging. Just asking because I'm really talking to me. And that's the journey we're going to explore. It's your body. It's the vehicle you have forever. There's no trade-ins. It's the one you have. I know we do knee replacements, hip replacements, and stuff like that. But how about not breaking it? How about keeping the one you have? And I get it. Sometimes life throws us a, a rotten apple and, and you know, we have to get fixed here and there. But technology is pretty good. And we're really smart. We open people up, put stuff in, take stuff out, make them better. But how about not getting broken? It's your body. Take care of it. It's the one you have. Your mind, that is you. Your mind controls the vehicle that is your body. But let's explore your mind. Who are you? A little while ago, we talked about half full, half empty. You know, which one are you? Half full, half empty. I'm more of a depends. Are you pouring the water in or are you pouring the water out? See, it's all perspective. It's how you see things that change things. I'm going to draw a picture in your mind. I saw this podium, you know, first place, second place, third place. And it's all on the internet, you know, somewhere. And I thought it was really interesting. There's kids, and there was a first place kid holding the medal around their neck, and they were crying. Because they were looking at the third place kid holding the medal, thumbs up, woohooing, yelling, excited because he made third place. Meanwhile, the first place kid was crying because he wasn't excited as the other kid perspective first place kid won got the medal first place but it wasn't enough third place kid 
got a medal, made it to the podium. He was ecstatic of life because he made it that far. That's a win in his book. See, you have to count your wins and receive the blessings, right? Because that's what life is. Enjoying those moments. Third place is still not winning, right? It's, it's winning. It's almost number one. But you did your hardest. You did great. You placed. That's a win. So this kid was celebrating that. First place beat everybody. And it wasn't enough. They were crying. That's what we want to talk about. Your mind. How you see things. This matters. I remember being a kid. I experienced Catholic school for a little bit. A couple years. Elementary school. And I remember getting in trouble. I can't remember what I did. But I was in trouble. And they made me go sit on um, like the auditorium. So I'm sitting on the auditorium. So you can't stay. You can't move from there. While the other kids were playing, you know, jump rope and whatever they were doing, I couldn't move. So I was in trouble. So I had a timeout, if you will. But I'm there swinging my legs, smiling and laughing. And so the teacher comes over. What are you smiling about? I'm like, well, I can't smile. She says, You're in trouble. I'm like, I get that part, but I'm still gonna smile. It's not funny. I'm like. Why are you arguing with me? I, you put me on timeout. I'm on timeout. You see, in my mind, I was still running around and having a good old time in my head. Even though physically I was sitting there on timeout because I did something I shouldn't have been doing. Goofing off on the line. I was a little kid doing kid stuff. But in my mind, I was still happy. She wasn't happy that I was still happy. She wanted me to be upset that I was punished. I was taking my correction. Like, okay, I did something. I misbehaved. I was being corrected by being put on timeout, but I was still happy. I was still swinging my legs because in my mind I was still running around and playing with the other kids. It's how you see it that matters. So how do you see life? Ask yourself that question. When you get lemons, do you make lemonade? Or do you cry about it? How life isn't fair? Because let me tell you, not every day is going to be rosy and peachy and perfect. Some days will have challenges. But the question is, do you stop and cry about it or do you roll up your sleeves and get in there and make it better? Make it the best you can. Grab them lemons and squeeze them. Get the juice, whatever you can. That's the question. So once again, we're looking in that mirror. We're looking deep inside our souls. Are we complaining about what stuff happens to us or are we making stuff happen for us? See, when you don't take responsibility and you blame somebody else, you will never change. It's always someone else's fault for your situation or your circumstance or you're not improving or whatever, however, or I'm not getting a promotion and then this and the other thing. You pick it. You fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. If you're blaming someone else, you're giving control away to somebody else. And what I'm saying to you is you need to grab it by the horns and make life whatever you want to make out of it. Whatever the situation is, Take control and be responsible for your actions. So, for example, if you're late to work and you're getting poor work performance reviews, I'm just picking an example. Well, you can't be blaming it's that guy doesn't like me or this guy or that guy is my department or this. No, you're being late to work. So how about getting to bed early, waking up early, and making the decision not to be late? Show up 10 minutes early. And watch how people's attitude change because you took responsibility upon yourself and made the change that you needed to do 
for you. But the minute you blame everybody else, it's everybody else's fault. That person doesn't like me, this and that. Nothing will change. Because how they see you will not change until you make a change. And it doesn't matter how they see you. It matters how you see you. It's your mind. Start living or start dying. And I would always suggest start living the life you want to live. Because if you're happy, the people around you are happy. If you're not happy, no one really wants to be around you. Only people who are not happy like being around other people that are not happy. And so I would say to you, surround yourself with like-minded people or people who have things that you want to accomplish. And I don't mean things as material things, and that could be it too, but I mean goals. Like, man, that guy did this or that person did that. This lady did this. She's successful in that. Get around them. Learn that stuff. See how it works. But you have to make the decision. If you're around the same four people and all you talk about how life isn't fair with each other, well, guess what? Nothing will ever change. You're feeding into each other uh, negativity. I'm saying to you, you need to be positive in life and change the way you see things. But you have to make the decisions. I'll give you an example because it only works if I give you an example. For example, if you fail a test, oh, math is too hard. Well, study more math. Maybe get a tutor. Get someone around you to help you. And maybe get a different teacher because maybe the way they teach and the way you learn is different. Maybe learn how you learn. For example, I'm a visual learner. I need to see things to understand them. That's why I draw pictures in your mind because that's how I see it. And when I see it, I can learn it. It's how my brain works. Learn how your brain works. We're different or we're the same. It doesn't matter. Figure you out so you can improve your mind. And improving your mind, you improve your situation. Have you read a book? Have you picked up a book? I recommend doing that. Read a book. Listen to a book if you're driving. Or, even better, a program like this, we're going to challenge your brain so we can learn together and grow together. Are you actively improving your situation or are you just being a circumstance of life? You get to write the story. You are in charge. You're in command of the ship that you're driving. But you have to decide. Don't just wake up and be. Wake up and do. But choose. Have a plan. Have a direction. Have guidance. Have a goal. Do you have a goal? Again, look at the person in the mirror looking back at you. Ask that person, what's your goal? What do you want to be doing by the end of the year? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Pick it. And then put the steps between now and the goal. What are the steps needed to do? Oh, you know, this is going to be so hard. Everything is hard if you let it be. I ask my students all the time in class, I ask them their opinion. I said, how do you eat an elephant? Some of them that are my age kind of know the answer. Some of them that are younger don't know what I'm talking about. So the question to you is, how do you eat an elephant? Answer, ketchup. No, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Not ketchup. One bite at a time. Because you clearly can't swallow an elephant all by yourself. Or all in one gulp, I should say. You have to take a little piece at a time. And eventually, you'll finish eating that elephant. And I don't mean to offend anybody if you like elephants. I like elephants. I'm using an example, a big creature. 
So any goal, as big or as little as it is, break it down to little pieces. But start doing it. But you have to decide. Some folks say, oh, I don't have enough motivation. Secret. You don't need motivation to do anything. You need discipline. That's the difference. Look at successful people and whatever it is, from wealth to life to family, whatever success, however you measure it. Common denominator, they decided to have that success. Being in relationships, being in work, being in finances, being in the riches of life, history, travel, whatever it is. They decided and they have discipline. They get up every day and go do it. I used to say, get up every day, go out there, kill something, drag it back home. Meaning you have to go get it. And, and I granted, I know, you get up every day and go to work to put food on the table. I get that part. You're sustaining life. But how about starting to live life? There's a difference. Live a life that you're proud of. Live a life that you can enjoy Live a life someone will tell the stories about. Like, my grandpa was this and did that. I remember when he took me there or that. Or my grandma, she was a dancer and did this. And, or my grandma was a writer and she wrote this. Whatever it is, whatever your goal is, whatever you like to do, write it down. Make a plan. This is your life. This is the journey we call life.